Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here again today. Let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't have a, we're not going to go into a lot of time today, so mainly because it's 110 and I'm opening unique in about 40 to 50 minutes. So, <laughs> this this one's probably not going to last too long. Anyway, um, I'm going to start out where you all tuned in for the big thing that y'all want to talk about, T-Town Dart League, and that's why you're here. Uh, playoffs started for the Team League this past week. It it stayed chalk for the first time in a long time. One, two, three, four, all advanced, all the home teams. Um, but it wasn't that easy. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, our team, the three seed, uh, third dark magic, plays out of Red Shed. We hosted the dark women. Well, they have Meat and Hollis who have been on the dark men the previous four seasons, you know, the four-time defending champions. And they, you know, they came with a good game plan and they played well. Uh, the girls, Sophia and MK, they, they threw well. And it ended up being 11 5, 11 6. Uh, we were ahead 7 to 3 at the end of the first page. And then uh, they had to kind of adjust their game plan, you know, what they were going to do uh, on the um, lineup and everything. But, and they, they got a couple of wins, but uh, it, was, it was a good match, had a good time. We advanced, so that's always fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we move on. Hoppers had no trouble whatsoever with uh, with winter booze that are unique. Um, they they beat them pretty bad early in the season. I want to say it was like 10 to 1 this season when they played. And, yeah, they beat them like 11 to 1 uh, here in the playoffs. So, they're, they're the one seed. They're Great team. I know Wes was out. He's been sick. Hope you get well soon, buddy. Um, but I know he was out. I know that uh, uh, Stevens hobbling around on a bad ankle. Uh, it's a, you know, but Troutman and Eddie and Drew Rhodes and uh, and uh, their other player. Who am I missing? Child Eddie Steven. Oh, Steven. That's it. Uh, anyway, they were there, and the, you know, they they did what they needed to do, and they they handled it. Um. The down at the wheelhouse, Robert, David, George, Brad, and Will, they handled the Glory Pounders. Uh, Glory Pounders, yeah, the they they said a lot of the games were pretty close, but uh, they they advanced. We'll be going to Wheelhouse to play this next week, uh, in the semifinal, and then of course the other semifinal game, that was the best game, the four or five matchup. Um, Shane asked me that day what I thought about it. I said, I think it's a pick em. I said, it depends on who from the house who shows up. You know, they, they added Bill Lloyd this season. You got Andrew Rutherford and Michael Wallen and, you know, John and Janka. And I was like, if they're all there, that's that's a tough team. It's a tough out. Uh, of course, the dark men, the four-time defending champs. They had Seth and Tyler. Evans they added in and Shane they added in. They lost everybody else that was on that championship fleet, including the huge loss of Danny Shanahan. Uh, so I, I was right. It came down to the pro shoot. Uh, they were tied ten to ten. Went to the pro shoot, and I'll tell you, you know, no disrespect to Beyond the Houndstooth, but Seth in the playoffs, he's tough, man. And if you, you give him a chance to, to do it himself, he will. Uh, always always a good player and a, a tough, tough, you know, out. But uh, 
Seth and Tyler played the pro shoot. They got the win. And so, four-time defending champs. They're still alive into the semifinals. They go two hoppers this next week. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. One, four, two, three. We'll see how it goes. In the singles league. Let me jump over there. Oh, man. It's been such about now. The, the Western division has been pretty set. Robert, the one seed. Uh, Wayne, the two. Bill, the three. They, they knew they were in. Uh, Paul, as the four seed. Uh, there was very little drama. Uh, Sam Adams had two matches left to play this week. If he won both of them, 7-0, 7-0, then he could overtake Paul, but that's the only way he could do it. And uh, he played one of those last night. He played Mac. Mac, who you know started the season off and had not played in a while, he's starting to, as he's played more and more, getting better and better. Uh, Sam wins, but 4-3, to three, and his playoff run is over. Uh, so he's done. Um, Paul will be in. There, there's your four from the West. In the East, there were so many players still alive coming into this last week. Um, Drew Rhodes is on, in first right now. Uh, he's, I want to say, seven points ahead of Keon. Keon, though, still has two more matches to play. Drew's done. Uh, Drew played his final match on Monday. Uh, it was against me. Yeah, I had to end the regular season against Drew Rhodes. Uh, not... I got to talk to the guy that makes the schedule, man. I got to yell at him and stuff and let him know. You got to end the season, man. You got to give me, you know, something a little easier. Drew Rose, this is a guy that came in second last year. You know, he's he's sitting up there at the top of the division this year. Come on. I needed points. Uh, I got three. He beat me four to three. And it was, like, we finished all seven matches in 45 minutes. Yeah, and we, we were talking and – you know, took a bathroom break between games two and three. He was getting drinks and stuff. So, uh, it was, <laughs> but when you're hitting big numbers, it goes pretty quick. And uh, he was. I, I hit some. He hit. Nah, he was hitting the ton 80s. That wasn't me. Um, but anyway, I I personally have been eliminated now because yesterday I needed Wee Man Peyton to all he had to do was beat George five to two. And George couldn't pass me, but no. We man say he 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 literally like look at me and be like, yeah, you're out, you're out. Nah, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, he he played well, and you know George beat him five to two, but uh, that is what it is. It's uh, my dad's calling right now, but I'm going to that. I'll call you back in a second during the podcast. Sorry that you didn't hear it ring because I that's a veteran move. Have my phone on silent. But uh, so Wee Man went down. I, another option I could have had if Andy Caldwell had beaten Tui six to one or or seven zero, then Tui wouldn't have made it. Well, two, Andy took the first two games off of him, and I was like, "Here we go, here we go, come on, Andy!" But Tui Tui got the win and he got it, and uh, four to three was the final in that, and so Tui Tui probably will be in. No, Tui is in. Tui is in. Way it sits now, Drew Rhodes, Keon, Tui are in. George, currently in. But Kenny has a chance to catch him. And because George and Tui are tied with the same amount of points, then um, if Kenny were to catch them, 
then uh, Kenny would take that final spot and George would be out. The, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. And the way it sits right now, Drew's at 63, Keon's at 56, George at 54, so is Tui. Um, and then Kenny is sitting down there at 44 points. 44 points, 10 points shy of George and Tui. All right? <clears throat> 10 points shy. He has two matches. He has Wee Man and he has Beck. If he could go 5-2, five, 5-2, two, five, two, and I don't know who has the tiebreaker with Kenny and George, uh, but uh, you got to assume he needs 11 wins in those two games. Five and six, that's – ooh. So, George, who just beat Wee Man yesterday, is now a huge Wee Man fan. Let me tell you, George, relying on him doesn't work well. I'll probably, I sat there and watched it yesterday. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But – so there's still a little bit of drama in the East as far as who's going to be in. By the way, whoever does get that four seed, you're going to get Robert in the first round. Not an easy task there. I was hoping to get it because I am the one person that I, I will, you know, I would love to take Robert in the first round. I can't be scared to play somebody that's good. Yeah, I'll play him. I'll play him any day. Um, and funny story, we do play in, in team league this week, so that'll be good. At least I at least I get him there. So let's jump over to the NFL now that I spent about nine minutes here uh, talking about Darth League. Let's jump over to the NFL. Uh, the Bengals they got through Tennessee because Tanny Hill threw three picks last week. I was right. If y'all listen to that podcast, you heard me. I told you Cincinnati Bengals O line is not good. It will be exposed for that reason. That is why I took. That is why I took. The uh, Tennessee Titans. What happens? What happens? Three picks from Tannehill. Terrible. Terrible. They still had a chance to win that game. But Bengals this week, you go to Kansas City. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, you also have an epic classic game against Buffalo. Buffalo did not deserve to lose that game. Josh Allen did not deserve to lose that game. Josh Allen threw nine touchdowns in the playoffs this year. Josh Allen had 12 incomplete passes. That is absolutely ridiculous. I personally blame the defense of Buffalo, the defensive coordinator. Why are you giving with 13 seconds? All right, we're not going to get into the squib kick. And should they have done it? Shouldn't they have done it? I think they should have. That's just me. Not only that. Not only that. You're going to play 10 yards off Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. You're going to give that huge cushion where they could easy. They're like they're playing 707. Tyreek Hill is freakishly fast. You know, he threw up the deuces earlier in the season, the peace sign, and then uh, as he was going in for touchdown, got flagged for it. And, uh, you know, okay, they 15 yards on the kickoff, whatever. He did it again this week. But he didn't do it when he was out in front of everybody. He did it when the defender was actually ahead of him and had the angle on the sideline to tackle him. He threw him up because that defender had the angle, but he had another gear. <clears throat> Insane speed. And you're going to give him a cushion? No. You get up on the line. You put your hand in his chest as soon as the ball snapped. You don't let him get off that line. 
If you do, toast. Anyway, this week, Chiefs are minus seven. Hail to the Chiefs. This is for you, Gracie. That's the owner's daughter of the Chiefs. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you really should. Especially if you're a single male, she's ridiculous. Anyway, um, Chiefs. Uh, the 49ers and the Rams. Um, look, 49ers. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they went into they went into Dallas. Got that win. Everybody went. They, nobody gave them credit. They went. Oh, it's Dallas. They they criticized Dallas. Dax. Dax running the ball, taking 14 seconds off the clock in one play. Mm. Yeah, we've all seen those memes. Kansas City, 13 seconds to drive down the field, get in field goal range. Uh, Dax, 14 seconds on one running play and run out the clock. So, but then now they've gone into Green Bay. And they beat Green Bay. Are we, are we still not giving them credit for being a good team? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has been bad. He has not been good at all. And so, I get that. I understand why you're going, eh. He's, he's got to be worse. He's got to be better. But they are a good team. Now, the Rams, they went down to Tampa. Yeah, both these teams were on the road last week. They went down to Tampa. And TB12 went out. Now, I don't know if you saw where I posted this on social media. Clay, I know you didn't because it was on social media. Um, but the uh, 56 seasons now, 56 times, the passing leader of the NFL has been has not won the Super Bowl. 56 straight seasons. Is that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Think about that. What it what it tells me is, you're the passing leader because your your offense isn't balanced, and in the postseason you have to be balanced. You have to. Mm. That's just how it works. It's the NFL. Um, Tom Brady was the passing leader this past season, so now that he's out, he's out, and that uh. <sighs> Bears have hired Matt Uberfluss as the head coach. All right. Let's just run it across the line right now. He's the defensive coordinator at Indy, I believe. But I'm going to be looking this up while I continue talking. Let me jump over. But if that's who I'm thinking of, and I think it is. I think he's the defensive coordinator. Then... This continues the Bears' trend of flip-flopping. I'd actually said, you know, talking to a few friends, I was like, yeah, they're going to hire a defensive guy. Because you got to remember, we had Lovey Smith, defensive guy. Then they went, oh, Mark Trussman, he's an offensive guy. And it didn't work. And they went, oh, John Fox. John Fox is head coach, defensive guy. Yeah, then we'll go, oh, okay, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, that's an offensive guy. You know, he's going to revamp the offense. We're going to be great, blah, blah, blah. You saw that terrible catastrophe. And now – when Matt coming in, yeah, he's a defensive guy. He was uh, the defensive coordinator at Indy most recently. Uh, here, I'll give you his whole thing uh, now that I pulled it up. And before that, he was the linebackers coach at the Cowboys uh, and the passing game coordinator. Um, he was also the – before that, he was just the linebackers coach. 
Uh, he was the linebackers coach of Cleveland. He was the defensive coordinator at Missouri from 01 to 08. He was at Toledo as the defensive backs coach, the outside linebackers coach, uh, recruiting coordinator, outside linebackers. He was a graduate assistant and a student assistant all at Toledo at that powerhouse. So there's your Bears new hire. Yeah, I like Byron Leftwich getting the uh, getting the job at uh, at um, Jacksonville a lot better. So, anyway, that's where you are with those. Real quick, I want to jump into this. I want to let you know that the MLB is doing everything they can to destroy Major League Baseball right in front of the world. Okay? We're, we're currently sitting in a lockout. That's where we're at. They're meeting. They're not making any ground. Every now and then, oh, yeah, they're going to talk again today. Not moving anywhere, not doing anything. It's crap. Nothing's happening. Season will not start on time. I don't know if it'll start, but it will not start on time. And then you let these sports writers voting for the Hall of Fame. Let me explain to you what I think a Hall of Fame should be. The Hall of Fame should tell the story of Major League Baseball for future generations, for people to come on. When you go to the hall, you should be able to go through it, and it tells the story of baseball. And it tells you about the great players and the great places and you know the great games and everything in there. That's, to me, that's what a Hall of Fame is. Your all-time hits leader is not in there. Your home run leader is not in there. Seven-time Cy Young Award winner Roger Clemens is not in there. It turned into a joke. Kurt Schilling got left out last year. Because he supported uh, President Trump and some tweets. Now, I'm not going to get into the political, which side you to, you, you're left, right, you're down the middle, whoever you are. I don't care. But after he did, some of the sports writers asked for their ballots back. Because they didn't like the, who he was supporting politically. They gave them back to him and let them change their vote for him and he didn't get in. What? What does that have to do with what he did on the field? Now, I get it. This is a different topic. We're talking about Bonds and, uh, Bonds and Clemens not getting in because, oh, well, they cheated. They used steroids. They cheated. Let me tell you a secret that everybody knows. 98, 99% of baseball was using the same thing at that time. Is it an unfair advantage if everybody's using it? I don't think so. More importantly, you hypocrites, David Ortiz tested positive. Oh, he got in. You know why? Because he's a likable guy and because they like him. This isn't a Hall of Fame about baseball. This is a fraternity. Oh, yeah, I like him. I like hanging out with him. Let's put him in. I don't really like Barry Bonds. Nah, we're not. No, don't let him in. Roger Clemens is a bit of a dick. Nope. Don't let him in. I don't like where he's at on his political stance over here, chilling. No, we're not going to let you in. We're going to... What is this? Ty Cobb literally owned slaves and killed a man, and he's in there. Just just saying, Babe Ruth never, never played against a black guy. What? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, remember that part? Remember that part of history? We don't teach that part of history, do we? Because it's not flattering. It doesn't make us feel good. You learn from your mistakes and you move forward. 
You learn from the mistakes of others and you move forward. But those that don't, don't learn their history and learn from it are doomed to repeat it. Isn't that how it works? Well, I, didn't, I never knew about him doing that and it, it not working. Yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to teach it. You have to put it out there. Sometimes it's not fun to talk about. It's not a, it's not a great topic. It's not great to say, hey, we made mistakes in the past. Our, our ancestors, they weren't all saints and great people. Mistakes were made. It's almost like they were human. They're not mythological figures. But MLP, MLB Sports Riders Hall of Fame, I do not recognize. I think it's a joke. I think it's a joke. Pete Rose isn't in. He bet on games as a manager. They never, he never bet against this team. He bet on them. Now, I understand all of how that could work, of how, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, well, if you bet on your team to win this day, there are times a manager that you had to make the incredibly tough call in the fourth or fifth inning of going, all right, we're, gonna, you know, we're, we're down eight to one. I'm not going to eat up my bullpen today to try and come back and win this game. We're going to eat this one, and we'll come back tomorrow, and we'll try and win this series. And that's what great managers do. It's winning series, not, not a game. Well, if you bet on your team to win that day, you probably got a quicker hook. You're probably willing to eat up you know, your arms a little bit and sacrifice a series for that one game. So I understand the problem with it. I get it. But he was never found guilty of, of, of betting against his team. And it was only when he was a manager. They could still put him in as a player and then denote, you know, hey, as a manager, no, this, this guy was bad for baseball, he was bad for his organization, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of other people out there in the Hall of Fame that I think did worse things. But we brought morality into it in some things and not into others, and that's a problem. But that's, that's MLB. That's what we're watching. That's what we're seeing. Look, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series last year. It was absolutely terrible. That is the worst-case scenario for me. That is the worst franchise with the worst overall fan base. Not everyone, Shane. Calm down. I like you. I like. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch of y'all that I like. I have a lot of friends that are Braves fans that are good people. But overall, as a fan base, trash. Terrible. You got a statue of a white beater up. Terrible. It was worst case scenario. I've been looking forward to another season and getting that taste out of my mouth. Getting rid of them as the champion. Watching them go back to mediocre. I hope Freddie Freeman signs with another team just because your tears will all be delicious. Maybe he goes back and y'all are worse than ever. That'd be great too. But I like Freddie Freeman. He's, he's a good guy. Anyway. It's not going to happen. Baseball is ruining baseball as we speak. Manfred is a joke of a GM. And as long as they let sport charge do it, somebody needs to start their own Hall of Fame and go, you know what? We, we, this is an unofficial, real MLB Hall of Fame. Put in the correct people that actually influence and change the game. 
Are you telling me that the summer of slam, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa going at it every day, bombs, did not save baseball at that time? It did. Sammy Sosa is a terrible human being. Terrible, terrible person. The Cubs organization won't have anything to do with him now because of all the things he did. Off the field. I agree with that 100%. I, I'm not, yeah. Oh, but back then? We know about all that. There wasn't social media. He was fun, the pop and the hop. That was either that or Big Mac, you know, punching people in the stomach after every home run. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was, uh, they're breaking into newscast. It was awesome. We're the most entertainment-driven society since the Roman Empire. Nothing more important than did somebody hit a home run in a Major League Baseball game today. Absolutely. Check this out. It's great. Mm. Real quick, the transfer portal is back upon us for college football. Um, <laughs> it's a joke, man. It's a joke. Nick Saban told them back before they did this, look, if you do it, it's not going to be good for football. The rich are going to get richer. Right now, Alabama in the transfer portal, the number one wide receiver. They played at Georgia, by the way. Yeah, left Georgia, came to Bama. Just beat us in the title game. But he's like, oh, Stetson Bennett's coming back for his extra year. Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I'm going to Bama. Bye. Oh, the top running back with Georgia Tech. We literally talk about Georgia Tech in our fight song. That's how big that rival was. Send the Yellow Jackets to a watery grave. Yeah, that's Georgia Tech. There's not another Yellow Jacket. If you didn't know, that was about them. Yeah, top running back. He's, he's here. Oh, and the top defensive back that's transferring out of where? LSU, SEC West Rival. Yeah, we got him too. The number one D-back, number one wide receiver, number one uh, running back on the transfer portal. Coming here, Pam. Yes, yeah. We're already returning nine of 11 starters on defense. Look out. It's not going to be funny. It's not going to be fair. This is a revenge tour, and it's going to get nasty. Week two, Texas, Sarkeesian. Ooh, buddy. You're going to handle the brunt of that in Austin. Anyway, they might fire you after that game, after they see what happens. Anyway, guys, that is my time. Hopefully, I've touched on just about everything for you. I know that I've, I've still not got into the NHL this season as far as on the podcast. I'm definitely watching it and into it, but, uh, even though my Blackhawks trash. Um, but we got a lot of other sports that are going on. USA Soccer Tonight, World Cup Qualifier against El Salvador. You're not going to hear this podcast by the end. USA and the over. The young boys come to work. We got some young talent. If you're not already watching U.S. Soccer, let me tell you, we got a lot of young guys. Most of them are playing in Europe. Can they come together and be a team? I think that they're going to. I think they're going to qualify. The, it's 2022, it's a World Cup year. Because FIFA officials took all the bribes, it's going to be played in Qatar or Qatar, however you want to say it. I grew up with it being said Qatar. Now it's Qatar, apparently. Whatever. Anyway, those people that are using slave labor to build these stadiums are going to host the world's biggest event in the World Cup, and we're going to go in there and watch it. It's going to be in December because apparently they're in the fifth layer of hell, and it's like 800 million degrees every day. It's all domed stadiums that these slaves are building, by the way. Um, so don't worry. You'll be comfortable inside. But uh, if it, Or you'll be even more comfortable here at Unique watching the games of me in December. Because you know December in Tuscaloosa, 
75 degrees every day. Yeah, it might get a little rain every now and then. But uh, that's, that's what, I don't know. That's, that's what it was this year. It's crazy. Um, anyway, by January 2nd, you'll have snow. You know, January 1st, tornadoes. It's, it's all weird. Anyway, uh, I don't worry about the weather. My mom takes me all the time. Yeah, hey, bad weather's coming your way. Be heads up. Yeah, I get it. I don't worry about it. I'll, I'll let the good Lord above uh, control the weather, and I, I just go about my day. I'll be aware of the weather, but I don't worry about the weather. Um, <laughs> anyway, the uh, but I, I do think this team's going to qualify. I think they're going to go there. Now, then it depends on the draw. Who do you get? How's your group? As far as how you advance, we'll get into all that. Believe me, we'll get into all that and, and see how they do. But this is a young team that should be primed for 2026. 2026, if, if the USA is ever going to be a serious contender, 2026 has to be that year. These young boys have to come together as a team and, and as they grow into young men, and they've got to handle it. And by the way, we're hosting it. I know it's a tri-host, USA, Mexico, Canada. Yeah, they're getting a few games in Mexico, a couple of games in Canada. The rest of it right here in the good old US of A, 2026. On our soil, in our house, we're going to have to come correct. All right, that is my time. Make sure you come by and see me here at Unique. I'm here literally every day. Um, sports on TV. Got dark tournaments on Sunday and Thursday. It's blind draw teams on Sunday. Thursday night we do a singles tournament. Same format, except you're all by yourself, which means when the money gets paid out, you're not splitting it with a teammate. It's all to you. So the Sharks should be swimming. Uh, <laughs> coming for those. I love the singles. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's decent, decent payouts there. You win it. It's probably around 70 bucks. you know, that you're going to make. So whatever. Depending on how many you're hearing in it. Anyway, um, the uh, each night we have different drink specials. They're always rotating. We have our daytime drink specials. Open at 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Open by noon on Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of hours to swing by. Come by and see me. We're right here. Got it, it, even for those of you that uh, that aren't you know huge on the alcohol. Don't worry. I got 23 flavors of deliciousness and Dr Pepper sitting there on the gun. It's staring at me right now. I can't wait to have it. You can come by, hang out, have a good time. Anyway, that is my time. I thank you all for listening. And as always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. Let's all be happy Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are not in the postseason anymore. And when you get married, just like Tom Brady did, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.